Hello. Hey guys, good morning. Hey, happy Monday. Happy Monday. The last Monday motivation. Wow. Wow, how does it feel, Mike? It's just just us on just the last, us. The just last us. Just us, the last one. I guess uh <laughs> I guess we have to make it special, right? This yes. you know what? It's already special because it's us and us. Yes. We're all <laughs> we're all here. Is that like the cheesiest thing you've ever heard? It, it works. It works. <laughs> oh, well, it's another week. It's the last week of February, also blowing my mind. Which is yeah. I mean, to think that we're two months already into the new year, it just feels That's... like yesterday. I just stepped in here on January sixteenth. And yes. now it's it February twenty sure eighth. It, it really does, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So um Guys, we love to be here with you and share a few minutes today. Um, but first, while people are coming on, Mike, how was your weekend? My weekend was restful. Oh, what a beautiful restful. thing. Restful. <laughs> I felt like I got to sleep a lot because yeah. um, had, I had training this past week with Lee, which okay. was awesome. Yes. Um, and then traveling, I got the opportunity to preach at Wrightsville Assembly of God on Thursday Amazing. to the youth. So that was an awesome time. Um, so I took some time to rest, be with my wife. Um, as we're expecting our second child in Ooh. two weeks and uh, also trying to shop for a house out here. Yeah, so. house, house shopping. I'm doing yes. apartment hunting <laughs> as well. Same kind of deal. Not the same kind no. of deal, but, you know, it's still looking for a place to yes. live. Yeah, yeah, that's what I did. Okay. And I got to stop by Kids Breakaway this yeah. weekend, so that was really cool, seeing what the Lord's doing. Um, it's Jeremiah's first kids breakaway nice. at the helm so really cool shout out to some kids from celebration nope nope, nope yes so, yes celebration. max from celebration okay. and kids from crossroads in mechanicsburg and from um harrisburg the arnold's church in harrisburg is called oh. rescue there you go. <laughs> yes, they were leading worship. It was really cool. Um, just all student-led worship. That's awesome. Yeah, all that's Pendel Youth kids. Awesome. So that's really, really cool. Um, sorry I, like, messed that up. But, <laughs> you know, you guys are all great. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Good. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know we have a, uh, a guest speaker, Austin. We do. Uh, Westlake from our third week winter retreat. He's going to give us a uh, great word this morning. But before that, we have some announcements. We do. We have announcements. Care. And speaking of coming to the end of February. End of February. That is a very big deal for Pendel Youth. Why is that? That is because we have two deadlines coming up. Oh, snap. Um, fine Arts and the end of camp early registration. So February 28th, that's the last day, at midnight. Well, I'm sorry, 11.59.59 is when early registration for camp ends. So if you're trying to get that earliest, uh, cheapest price, that is your deadline. Um, and if they miss it, how much does the price increase after You know, early? that's a really good, great question, but all of those prices are on pendelyouth.com slash camp. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you're looking for that, the best deal, get those registrations in by 11.59.59 on the right. 28th. Um, but, of course, there's... Uh, opportunity to continue to register. Don't worry, it's not closed. Um, but I will say, they all have some pretty good registration numbers already. Really? Yeah, nice. so I'm excited. Really excited. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the fine arts deadlines are coming up. Okay. So March 1st is the deadline, which so is Thursday. Wednesday. Yes, one minute after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for all of the video and writing entries. Okay. And then March 8th is the deadline for all other entries. Okay. 
I think we'll be changing that in the future that they're just all due on the same day, but this is how it's always been. So um, if you're used to fine arts, you understand. Um, all of the writing and video entries due on March 1st. Now there is a difference this year. They're due online. So we mm. have a submission link portal. Nice. You don't have to send mail three USB <laughs> things. Just click. Yes. Click and, and submit. So uh, awesome. all of the instructions are on there and everything is written out pretty clearly. If you have any problems, feel free to call or email us. Uh, but that deadline is March 1st and then all of the other applications and registrations are due March 8th. Okay. So we have a lot coming up here. We in do. The next few days. And, we do, yes. And, uh, one final announcement. We made a brief uh, mention to it. So this today, actually, today. is our last... Monday motivation. Yeah. And next week we go to Tuesdays. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Mm -hmm. Now, we've had some name ideas and we're still looking for some name ideas as yeah. they're coming through to figure out <laughs> what we're going to call Tuesday motivational. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but if you have a great idea for it, let us know. But yes. as a reminder, today is the last Monday motivational. Crazy. And next week we go to Tuesday at 1 p.m. End of an era. End of an era. <laughs> Great <laughs> yeah, so drop those name submission ideas in the chat. Um, we'd love to get your ideas. And let me put this out there. It doesn't have to be alliteration. There you go. That's all anyone's been submitting. <laughs> and uh, you never know what could come about. But I just wanted to give you the freedom to think beyond Absolutely. the tease. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like that would be hard. They got Monday, I mean, mo Monday motivational just rolls off the tongue. Tuesday, you know? I, I don't know. I can't. You know even. what? It's a new dawn, a new day. There you go. A new time for us. Absolutely. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, and we also just wanted to throw a big congratulations out to Doug and Haley Hartman. Amen. The birth of their first child. It's a baby girl, uh, Emerson Lane. Emerson Aww. Lane. So welcome to the world. Congratulations, guys. Yes. Miracle baby. If you want to know about their story, feel free to shoot them a message. They serve uh, as the youth pastors at First Assembly in Newcastle. Nice. So congratulations on congratulations, your new baby. Um, yeah. So you mentioned we have a guest today. Yes. And obviously there's just the two of us here, but we have pre-recorded um, a, a little conversation yes. with... Um, Joe and Austin Westlake, and Austin serves as the National Assemblies of God uh, Director of Student Discipleship. That is a mouthful. Yes, good job. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and he's just going to share um, a, a small devotion with you guys. And I, I don't know about you, but I really, really liked him at Winter Retreat. I did too. He was awesome. Did, uh, really solid guy. The, yeah. the fact that, and all of them were great, right? Yeah. And each one brought their different components each week. And I think what Austin brought was the importance of discipleship, yeah. right? The importance mm -hmm. of um, growing in the Lord and what that looks like. And I think that's what he's going to talk about here, yeah. here in a little bit. Yeah, and he's just awesome on and off the stage. So um, without further ado, um, welcome to Austin Westlake. Hey guys, we're here today. Uh, we've got Austin Westlake with us, man, and super excited to hear what God's put on his heart to share with us. Um, hopefully you're enjoying your day. And uh, so Austin is from our national office in Missouri, at Springfield, Missouri, and um, he's the National Director of Student Discipleship. You got it. That's right. And uh, so we're excited to have him share a little bit, but uh, Austin, man, thanks for joining us today. And um, so like, what is like, what is your greatest thing in youth ministry? 
my greatest thing, like yeah. my, my, your favorite, my favorite part about favorite it. Favorite part of ministry. I would say uh, my favorite part about ministry and specifically youth ministry would be the relationships, the friendships that we get to build. Yeah. Um, you know, because the, the longer you do it, the more the more friendships become like family because yeah. you've been doing it with people for a long time. You know, you've been walking through seasons, good seasons, bad seasons, mm-hmm. all that. So I love love getting to make new friends and build relationships and family. There's nothing like it. <laughs> That's good. Did you ever, I'm going to throw this in there. Uh, what was your like, uh, faux pas, faux pas, whatever, I don't want to say that, uh, like mistake that you might have made in youth oh, ministry? Um, there, there were a number of mistakes. We played games in youth ministry when okay. I was a youth pastor. We yeah. played games that would never fly now. Like if you did those games now, <laughs> Yo, would be, true like, story. you would immediately be put on blast and you'd go viral. Yep. And it would be, yeah, it just wouldn't be good. So there were a lot of those games. One in particular where we had this inchworm game where, um, students would actually get inside of a sleeping bag head Stop. first. And the idea was that they have to inchworm their way from a starting line to a finish line. And one student missed the directions. And so when he got into his sleeping bag, everyone else was inchworming and he sprinted across the youth center, um, which was also a gymnasium. He sprinted all the way across and we had a big industrial fan sitting on the ground and he ran full, full speed through a wall of other students and leaders into the fan and flew over it, beat overhead, injured himself. Like it was like, it was not a good moment. (laughs) And I thought we explained it clearly, but apparently he didn't get get the memo. I mean, he was running fast. He was a good athlete. I mean, it was, yeah, it was not a good moment for us. Wow. So you say like something that you would not do today in in games. One thing that hit my mind was like, you ever do like bobbing for apples? Yes. (laughs) Like we have a bowl of water. (laughs) Whoever whoever thought this was a good idea and we all (laughs) went out out of time, put your head in there and try to grab an apple. Hopefully you get one with a quarter or something like that, man. Wow. Whoever came up with that idea missed God. That was, I mean, just asking for people to get sick. Um, True story. True story. So how many years have you been in the youth ministry, It'll be 10 years. Uh, Yeah, so 10 years uh, in the next month. It'll be 10 years. So that's awesome. It's been awesome. That's awesome. Well, really, it is an honor to have you, man. Um, so what is something in leadership or a thought that you have for us and our youth pastors today? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's an honor to get to share and to get to share just a few thoughts. And, uh, there are so many things that I wish I would have known early on in youth ministry and things that I even need to remember now after being in it for, for a decade. But, uh, there's one, one thing that comes to mind that a couple of years ago, I was in Kenya, in the nation of Kenya. I was there with a group of leaders and we were doing a speed the light project trip, looking at some different sites. We were going to be putting water wells and getting vehicles and things like that. And as we were driving just outside of Nairobi, we're driving up these, these mountains, these hills. And uh, the guide, he, he turns to us who are, who are in this land cruiser. And he says that you see all these hills. He said, these are the Ngong Hills. He said that this is where the Kenyan distance runners train up in, up in these hills. And he said, what happens is they, they train in these harsh conditions and their blood vessels actually adapt to having less oxygen and harsher conditions. So that way, when they go to run their races at the Olympics and at world, world competitions and things like that, world championships, they actually have more output using less oxygen than other people require mm-hmm. because their bodies have been trained and they've been developed to run in these harsh conditions. And when I thought about that, I just started, I started to do a little bit of research and look into how good are the Kenyan distance runners. And if you look at, at some of their stats, it's unbelievable how they have dominated distance running. Specifically, there's a race called the steeplechase. It's basically a long distance obstacle course where you're literally running through water, you're jumping over obstacles. I didn't even know it was a part of the Olympics until I researched it. And they've won that like record number of times, just dominated the competition. 
And a lot of people will watch the Olympics or World Championships and just assume that they have won these medals and these trophies there under the lights when everyone was watching. But the truth is, those medals were actually won in the Ngong Hills when nobody was watching, when they were kicking up dust, where it was difficult to breathe, they were up in the altitude. That's where the medals were won. That's where the battles were won. And I look at that and I just think, for ministry, for leadership, uh, that, that, is, that is the way that we work. That's the way we live as well. Because our battles are not won on the platform, in the, in the room, full of students at the event. Our battles are won in prayer before the rest of the world is awake yet early in the morning or late at night, spending time alone with the Lord. That's where the battles are won. And if we're not going to spend time with God in private, I don't think we're going to see the victories come in public that we're, that we're hoping to see and that we're putting in the work to see. And it reminds me of a passage of Scripture in Second uh, Kings chapter 5, actually Second Samuel chapter 5, when uh, David, he had, uh, he had just become king over Israel, and the Philistines had heard that David was the king of Israel, and so they came down to attack him. They came to fight. They gathered in the valley of Rephaim. And in this passage, it's actually verse 17 through 25. You can actually read it on your own. What David does before he goes and he attacks the Philistines is he inquires of the Lord. Before he ever goes and fights the battle, he decides he's going to ask God if he should first. And sure enough, God told him to go and attack the Philistines. He goes and he attacks them, and they have the victory. The Philistines flee. David goes back. They're safe. Well, then the Philistines come back again. And again, before David goes out, what does he do? He inquires of the Lord. And so that battle was already decided before he ever got to the battlefield because God promised him that there would be victory again. So he followed the instruction of the Lord. They go out, and they defeat the Philistines for a second time. I'm confident that they wouldn't have defeated them either time if David hadn't inquired of the Lord. If he hadn't spent time with the Lord, I don't think he would have seen the victory in public. And I think as leaders, especially as pastors, leading students, we've got to be spending time with the Lord. We've got to be putting our time in, in prayer, spending our time with an open Bible, praying over an open Bible, asking God to speak to us, doing spiritual warfare before we ever get to our events, before we ever get to the big gathering. Because God's going to go before us. He's going to, he's going to move. He's going to do miracles. But oftentimes he gives us a little bit of knowledge or wisdom in those moments in prayer that we are going to need if we're actually going to see the victory come to pass. So if you're watching this, I would just encourage you to spend some time with the Lord. Get more intentional about the time that you're spending with Him. Get more intentional about reading your Bible, developing a devotional habit. I'm extremely passionate about that because I want to see a move of God. I want to see God do miracles in my ministry, in my leadership. I want to see God do miracles in your leadership and ministry as well. And there's this quote that I heard recently from my pastor, Pastor John Lindell. He said, there is no shortcut to a great move of God. There is no shortcut to a great move of God. And what he was implying is that you've got to spend time with the Lord. You've got to receive the anointing that can only come from time spent with your Savior. Because the truth is, there are a lot of opinionated leaders, a lot of opinionated voices on social media and everywhere else. Your students, your leaders, your church, your community does not need another opinionated leader. They need an anointed leader. And that only happens after we've spent time in the presence of God, only happens after we've sought the Lord. So I would just encourage leaders, whether you've been doing this for a day or a number of decades, spend time seeking the Lord because that is the difference maker. Time in his presence, the anointing of God, that's the difference maker. Uh, another quote that I, I like to say often is from E.M. Bounds in his book, Power Through Prayer, which I would suggest every pastor read. He said that God does not anoint plans. He anoints men, men of prayer. And I just take that as, man, we can plan and we can have programs all we want. But if we've not spent time in prayer and received that anointing of the Holy Spirit, we're probably not going to see uh, the victory that we want to see. So if I could leave anyone with advice, that would be the advice. Get with the Lord. Amen. Amen. I like how you said uh, pray with an open Bible. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, like, there's a lot of times where you can, like, go and pray when you have your Bible in hand, you know, yeah. ready to, like, you know, hear from God. And that's yeah. the reality. Like, like that's God's word. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, already how do you pray without the Bible? Like, that's kind of where yeah. I'm at now, you know? And, and also, like, like, you shouldn't be doing, like, the same style or the same amount of time, right? If you've been in ministry for five years or yeah. if you've been saved more than a day, like yeah. you should always be increasing that. So that's yeah. really good, man. Yeah. That's it's good. not necessarily about watching a clock and saying, nope. I got to spend this many minutes, but you do need a word from the Lord. Right. Right? We, we yeah. do need a fresh word. We do yeah. need fresh revelation or reminders. You know, sometimes reminders are actually more impactful even than fresh mm-hmm. revelation, mm-hmm. but that's not going to happen oftentimes unless we're in the word of God. That's good. Right? That's good. And uh, so I, thanks for that challenge, man. Um, yeah. Thank you, man. As, as youth pastors, leaders, man, it's so important because I believe like God wants to do great things here yeah. at Adele, um, and it starts with us as leaders. Yeah. You know how much are we gonna uh, inquire of the Lord before we take a step? You yeah. know, before we before we launch a discipleship tour, before we go into Wednesday night service, like how much time are we really putting yeah. in because we want our students to go further than they've been. Yeah. Um. So, man, good word, good word, awesome. Thank you so Thanks. much, man. I appreciate you, buddy. And uh, looking forward to all the testimonies that you guys have got coming along the way, man. I know God's got great things in store for you and your youth ministry. So uh, we're going to close out in prayer. Um, awesome. Could you, could you yeah. close us out in prayer? Absolutely. Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that we get to be a part of what you're doing. The greatest work in time or eternity is the building of your church and the bringing you glory. We're just, we're glad we get to be a part of it. We don't deserve it. None of us do, but you're gracious. You allow us to be a part of this great work. And I just pray that we wouldn't take it for granted but that we would we'd work hard, but we would also work smart in the fact that we would use our time with you. We would spend time with you uh, rather than spending on meaningless things. We'd spend time with you being filled up so we've got something to pour out. Lord, I pray for every youth pastor, youth leader listening to this. I pray that you would uh, ignite a fresh fire in their devotional life. Lord, I pray that you would help them uh, decide what time they're going to spend with you. Help them schedule out their day better. Be more intentional so that they can set aside the time to get alone with you, to get in your word, uh, to receive a fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, we, we want more of you. We cannot give something we do not have. Mm-hmm. Lord, I just pray that you would be with our leaders and uh, and help them develop that time, develop that deeper relationship with you so they have something great to give and they can lead in the victory. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm-hmm. amen. God bless you guys. You take care. Have a good week. That's so awesome. Amen. That was really, really amen. good. I think yeah. one, the one thing I took away from it is that uh, – our battles aren't won on the stages. Yeah. Uh, our battles are won in that private time that we have the Lord because mm-hmm. in that private time, he prepares us for whether we're right. speaking on the stage, going on a one-on-one um, time with a student mm-hmm. or a leader. Um, or even just going to pray over a kid. You yeah. know, like, yeah, that's awesome. I really liked how he said, um, we don't need more opinionated leaders. We need mm. more anointed leaders. Mm. And, you know, I think there's been a lot of conversation about Jesus going on in the world, right. which is awesome. Yes. Um, and some of that about like the Asbury revival and all of that stuff going on. I've heard so many opinions. I know. So many opinions and the just different directions, right? And I'm sure everyone watching or listening, like, you have an opinion about it. Yeah, right. But, like, Man, the that that just little phrase, man, we don't need so many opinions, we need anointing. Mm. What would it look like if everyone who had an anoint, uh, an opinion about something like the Asbury revival uh, and things going around like that would spend time with the Lord in the mm. quiet place right. and really speak from anointing? Right, absolutely. Because think about it, like everyone can have an opinion. Let's just talk about the revival. Yeah, right? yeah. 
everyone can have their opinion on it, whether one side or the other. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the fruit from that will will know by its fruit, right. as Jesus says, we'll right. know by its fruit. And if it's of the Lord, and from what we've heard, mm -hmm. that whole time was a time of repentance. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it's of the Lord, but ultimately that will yeah will yeah. Show. But man, that was so great. So many nuggets mm -hmm. of of truth in there, and all really like. Nothing we've never heard before, right? Right, Absolutely. because it's it's from the word, and I love that. Um, so yeah, that's all we've got today. Yes. Um, but hope you guys have a wonderful week, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, <laughs> not next Monday. Next Tuesday. See ya. See ya.